Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. Hey, happy Monday, man. It's a, it's a Monday following a wild week of Bearcat news. I, it, it's, it's a Monday after a special beer, a tasty bevy, if you will. A, a, a yummy, potential, definite tailgate addition, if you will. We'll talk about that. Another happy Monday after the joining of Nike and Jordan into the mix as the brand for the upcoming sports teams next year. Another Monday after another commitment on the football side and then a massive, monstrous, uh, alien-like, if you will, commitment in, in every good way on the basketball side. And it's also a Monday where I get to bring in my guys, pals, one, two, three of them. Beautiful-looking gentlemen. That's right. Without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Sir, gentlemen, how are we? Good. Good. <laughs> volleyball, volleyball weekend, so uh, rough one Rough one for the girls on Saturday. Uh, but they bounced back on Sunday and then had a good day on Sunday. So Saturday was Saturday was ugly. That's what, like an offer? Oh, oh, and three, and they lost all six sets. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, they were close, but uh, they they didn't they didn't have it didn't have it on Saturday. But they bounced back Sunday and went undefeated, won all four sets on Sunday. So, so well, win some, you lose some. The, the, the girls had a rough Saturday, that's for sure. <laughs> Happy trip home is 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 the way to yeah. really dive in. Yeah. I heard you were in Indy. I was. No, no phone call, no text. I mean, I was at the gym. Like these things are, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair. Fair. Avon High School. Avon, baby. It's a big place. Avon. I, I I do believe that's where one uh, Brian Fox is the. That's uh, his alumni. Alumni. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't see him on the walls. I, he, he was a quarterback back in the day. Uh, but I didn't uh, see him on the wall. I guess he might he, be making more waves at UC than at Avon. <laughs> That place is massive, man. They yeah. had, they had their their gym that they used for like high school, like gym classes, had three volleyball courts. It had a track. Um, they had a uh, like a auxiliary gym, which was the gym that Kelsey played in, and then they had their their high school, like where they play their high school games. They had another two courts there. So <laughs> five courts is a big place. <coughs> But you know, all in all, I had a good weekend. Just uh, didn't play very well on on one of the days. Such as like, you know, what the main no, thing I did not is. meet up with Alec. How were the gourmet uh, concessions there? The oh, this excursion? is the unbelievable part, Ryan. Avon just decided they weren't going to staff the concession stand. You had <laughs> they didn't open either day. No concessions. None. <laughs> You couldn't buy water. You couldn't get a, a pretzel. Like, nothing. They just decided, eh, we don't need that extra. I mean, think about it. They have five volleyball courts running all day for two days. Right. How much money did you leave on the table that you just didn't care about? Like, all, like you can't, like, the girls' soccer team or the, the boys' track team, they, they didn't need any money? Like, are they that rich in Avon, Brent? You know what? I'm not quite sure what they are in Avon. I, Avon's changed a lot. Just, like... A lot of the great it's all factories, or it's all like like distribution warehouses. Yeah, it's it's all 
firing up all over the place there. But yeah, I mean, you know what? I think they uh, they just didn't know why, why why there's so many people here on a random Saturday at the end of they May. scheduled it. They 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 rented <laughs> out their facility. They were all down at the track at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, taking in fast, unbelievable fast Friday and Speed Saturday and everything. Like, that's that's it's always borderline not safe. You have all these athletes there competing. And they can't get a water. Right, right. It's crazy. <laughs> I did, Brent. Uber Eats. Brent. Okay, yeah. Oasis Diner in Plainfield. Have you ever been? Oasis Diner. No, never been. Oh, go, go. They had the they had the pork tenderloin sandwich. That's the side of your face, the size of your face. Yeah. World Except famous. I got it breakfast style, and I got it covered in gravy. Oh. And it was a whole plate. It took up a whole plate, the pork tenderloin. And then you got a second plate that had eggs, hash browns, and toast. How can and I make it deep, me out of that place? How can uh, I make deep fried pork more unhealthy? Oh, smother oh, it in gravy. It was delicious. <laughs> welcome Every to, bite of welcome it. to Indiana, man. That's uh my my heart is still like, oh, but it was so good. I'm, I'm checking Diner out the Yelp. I'm checking out the Yelp. Speaking of pork, I read the uh, the Italian pork at Kruger's Tavern this weekend. It was it was it was pretty good. I still think the the uh, burger and the spicy parm they they kind of they still top that one though. I'm a I'm a spicy parm guy, dude. Do you ever get the fry mozzarella there? No, it's 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 really good. They do like peppers and onions on top of it with like this kind of creamy pesto. Just give me oh really, <laughs> dude? You need to try it, Chad. You you need it up. Not if it's got onions on it. I won't. Even How if it's that? like the sautéed, like I the can't. I, no, I, my body doesn't allow it to happen. He's broken. I, I throw up. I throw Some up if I eat onions. Broken. I mean, it is what it is. I I can't control <laughs> it. I've been like that since I was six. <laughs> my so weekend was good. Now. I cleaned the garage for four hours. Your weekend was good. That's it. Yep. Clean out of the garage, huh? Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Got it done. There you go. There you go. And and that's about it. That's all she wrote. Uh, I mean, we had a sick kid for part of the weekend and um, rained out baseball games all day on Saturday. Four games rained out, and they were able to make up one on Sunday. And uh, they've still only won one game all year on oh, that man. twelve twelve U team. It's been a it's been a rough season. Oh yeah. Gosh. Sounds like it. Oh, man. Uh, well, <laughs> Ryan, how are we? I'm great. I don't think some of the the um, Reds fans on here are going to like this, but I went and watched the Yankees, put some put some work on the old Red Legs. They're my team, my Brooklyn roots, so you can't hate me too much. But my family came down because they're all Yankees fans. We went to the game, um, watched some good baseball. The Reds played well, though. They competed uh, some – Good series. Was that on Saturday? I went, or? I went Friday and Saturday. Oh, baby. 11.35. I wasn't making it to that one. What are we doing 11.35 on a Sunday? Like, Yeah, you're just killing. You're doing? killing. Whole... Saturday, most fans I've seen there uh, in the six years I've lived here. Uh, it was literally every seat except for, like, slivers at the edges of the 500s um, down the baselines. It was a great crowd. Um but yeah, that was most of my weekend, kind of centered around that. Says That's the Yankees, Yankees fan. Great crowd. That's the Yankees. Fan. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm you got free baseball on Saturday. What did he say? I have no idea what he said. The one thing about Yankees fans, they know one chant. Let's go, Yankees. They scream at the whole game anytime something good happens. I was trying to start a Derek Jeter chant. No one was going for it. Some some guy behind me goes, you know he's retired, right? Like, yes, it's the joke. Come on. I had no idea. I was I wearing his was jersey, him. so I had to try. But It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, I, you know what? I, I tell you what, though. If if you went on Saturday, like you said, that's it. free baseball. You got that on top. Little little extra innings didn't, didn't really take too long for the game to end after that. But yeah. uh, and especially on on Sunday, you didn't go. But Aaron Boone was at the earliest exit ever for a for a baseball manager. I think I saw before noon exit before noon. Yeah, I I think he 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 probably didn't quite like the early start either. Um, you know, and speaking of things that people don't really like, sometimes you know. It's uh, when their like car breaks down, or, or or there's they have some sort of auto issues. So you know what they could do? They could head on over to uh, Danco Transmission and Auto Care, get themselves a nice little fixing, and get ten dollars off their next oil change, ten percent off a next uh, you know, car repair. Just talk to Danco Joe. Tell him uh, tell him Aaron Smith sent you, since he's the only one here and alive with me. But tell him Aaron Smith sent you from BearcatJournal.com. And uh, get a nice little deal on the next next fix you need to have. Speaking sure. of fixing, Aaron, uh, something that was truly fixed was any woe of a rim protector slash uh, rim runner, if you will, on Saturday when one Aziz Bendago came on and he bid his transfer and commitment to Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Man, what a day. What a commitment. You've already touched on it a little bit in the uh, nightcap on Saturday night, but a couple days have passed. You've been able to digest the news even more. Aziz, what are your thoughts? You can't help but be excited about this, right? <clears throat> when you land a guy who's uh, some people had ranked, some people had him ranked as high as number four in the transfer realm. Um, uh, he solves a lot of issues, certainly. Yeah. As he can protect the rim, he can. He's he might be the person on this team at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm super stoked to have him added to the roster. As he was certainly a problem for the Bearcats when when they faced him in the NIT. Yeah, there's no doubt. Say that again. <laughs> Yeah, Big time the, problem. To the tune of 15 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks. Uh, I mean, shoot, I'm just going to dive in a little bit. Obviously, these were some tweets I retweeted as well as some other info I was able to dig up. Third in the country in total blocks, 106. Last year, Vic led us in blocks per season, led the Bearcats with 46. Yeah. Quick trivia time for you guys. Woo. The last Woo. Bearcat to have – more blocks in a single season than what Aziz had last year at UVU. Air kicks. Okay. Justin Jackson. Okay. Air kicks. Okay. Air kicks. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Correct. His senior year had 113, which is the school record. Good job, Chad. Good job. And uh, before that was obviously 
the senior season of uh, one Kenyon Martin had 107. Um, Aaron, close on Justin Jackson. He had, had 98 blocks his senior year, but uh, obviously a, just a phenomenal number to reach for Aziz. Um, I, I mean, even further, he was fifth in the country in blocks per game. He set a record for both of those uh, for UVU. Um, had 13 games with four-plus blocks. And then here's where it gets even more interesting. He averaged a double-double uh, this past season, filling in for uh, Fardal Zamek, who transferred to Texas Tech and also now just transferred to Cal to play for Matt, Mark Madsen, who left UVU to go to Cal. Um, he was ninth in the country in total double-doubles at 17. He could have had even more, but he had six games where he had double-digit rebounds but not double-digit points. So that speaks to the type of player he is willing to do the dirty work, this, that, and the other. Uh, Defense player of the year in the MAC, in, in the WAC, a newcomer of the year, first team, all WAC. Uh, obviously just filled up every single stat sheet you could think of. And it also performed pretty well against power six schools. Uh, nine points, 17 rebounds, three blocks against Wake Forest. 14 points, seven rebounds, two of two from three against BYU. Um, and then, of course, Colorado had 12.7 rebounds and two blocks. And against Cincinnati, 15 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks. Only one game all of last year did he have zero blocks. Chad, you've obviously been all over the Aziz thing from the tip, if you will. A um, couple days have obviously settled in. Just any any ripple feels that you've had ever since Aziz has uh, fitted his to the Bearcats. I mean, he gives you – elite rim protection and it gives you really really high-end rebounding <laughs> and you're gonna have to have both of those things to survive in the big 12. i mean it's critical that they they added one more piece uh like this and and you know that's threading the needle in the transfer portal because guess what very very few guys similar to aziz bandago that uh that go in so you have to be one of the three or four schools that get their guy and, and make something like this happen. So, um, you know, kudos to Wes, kudos to Drew Adams, who was uh, instrumental in getting this thing done. And, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's get the ball rolling. It's uh, the, the important part is it's, it's now just about time for everybody to arrive on campus. Yep. Um, summer workouts start, you know, in, in a week, two weeks, 10 days, whatever it is. Um, so it's, uh, it's getting to be that time where things are coming together and, and this roster is, uh, is going to be, you know, we'll see I'm not ruling out that there won't be anything else that happens. Uh, you know, we thought they were done. Uh, I didn't think they were done, but you know, they were, they were at 13 scholarships for a little right. while. Right. Uh, and now they're back at 13 again. So um, it's uh, you feel a lot better going into the big 12 with Aziz Bandago on mm-hmm. your roster, um, especially, you know, if he gets his waiver, that's important. It's a tad bit important. Him, him and Jamil Reynolds, obviously the two names yeah. we've mentioned on and on about this two transfer waiver. Um, I, I mean, in the end, it's just, if you got a fair uh, reasoning and, and, and enough things to back up your reasoning, I just, it, I mean, the instant blade, we have no idea what they're going to do, but 
it's going to be hard for for if it does go to court with certain you know cases of these yeah. what is is the court going to going to rule and allow the SLA to restrict players you know access to things to help their mental health and, and closeness to home this that and the other I just that whole thing is going to be so sticky when it comes down to it but um, as far as disease goes I, I mean you saw the amount of uh, of teams when he first initially entered I, I mean I was just looking up a little bit more on him and two different schools had podcasts kind of based exactly on why their team should go after Aziz. And those two teams are Duke and Gonzaga. Uh, those two pretty high-level programs that are the second Aziz entered the portal saying, hey, the team should really go after them. Um, one, one last thing I read about Aziz is, and this is from one of their assistant coaches, it says, uh, when we got him, he came in from Akron. His English wasn't great. He had to learn the language. He speaks about five to six different languages. But probably the first three months we got to know him, he was in the gym in the morning. He was in the gym for practice. And then he was in the gym afterwards. Probably a month into the season, we went up to him and said, get out of the gym. You're killing your body. You're killing yourself. So not only is he a, a player that made a massive jump in production from Akron to Utah Valley, but a guy that wants to get better and obviously be in the gym a bunch. And one that you think that Mike, Mike Ray felt in the, in the monster factory can only improve even more. So it's going to be wild. Do you think the staff would, do you think the staff would ever tell him to get out of the gym? You're killing yourself. (laughs) Um, I I don't either. Maybe if you're a month into the season and you're seeing some sort of like uh he, he looks a little tired at certain points in the game. You might want to be like, hey, just scale back a little bit on the uh, extra time that you're spending in the gym. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's impressive the, the leap he's had because that's a, that's a guy that really, really has made a monumental step in his game from oh, just over the past season. Um, one thing, he hit five threes last, this past season. Chad and Aaron and, and Ryan, welcome back. But the, his shot seems a little interesting, but I, he, he shoots them all at the top of the key. They all look relatively comfortable. I, I think he was 5 of 15 this past year or 5 of 15 overall in his career up to this point. Not necessarily going to be the type of uh, shot that West probably wants him taking every single game, but just showing the ability and the uh, potential to not only force the defense to kind of come out a little bit, but if you play two bigs with Vic and with Aziz on the court together, you're going to need someone to be able to, to step out and shoot a little bit as well. Well, we've heard that Vic can shoot the three. He just had to start making his free throws first. So who ends up shooting more threes between Vic and Aziz? Probably Vic. Yeah. I think Vic's going to spend a lot more time at the four, which, you know, that is something that that's going to be interesting if they if they play big, uh, you know, play with two big men. Vic, Aziz, and Jamil are all really high level pick and roll guys. For pick and roll guys to be effective, you can't have somebody else taking up space on the block. So you're going to have to find one of those guys to provide, show some ability to stretch the floor where the defense has to guard them out there. Because if not, teams are going to sag with that that opposite side big man defender, uh, and then the pick and roll gets a lot harder because all three of these dudes are very, very high level setting a pick and then diving to the rim 
we saw Aziz when he catched four lobs in that NIT game, it felt like. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he sets it and goes hard and can go up and grab whatever you throw up there for him to, to throw down. So um, they're going to have to find one of those guys that's going to provide some spacing. I've seen Vic shoot quite a bit. He's got a nice touch. It's just a matter of doing it at game speed. You know, sometimes in practice, you look great against the coach's son. Mm-hmm. There should have been a prom. And then, you know, the lights turn on and it looks a little different. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was me in basketball. I would get on the gun before and after practice, just light it up. And then, hey, you put me in the game. Ain't shit happening. <laughs> I was going to oh, yeah. say, I didn't know Trevor Moore ever played against one of the coach's kids. Yeah, right. Yikes. Yeah, best best, best shooter Yikes. that uh, that Cincy Jim's ever seen. But, um, you know, it's uh, that practice gym, if you will. Uh, but, I, I mean, Chad, that whole 2020 COVID season pregame, it was Vic. I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to really draw anything from it. It's shooting against air. But he was just out there just wetting threes left and right. Um and also, he had, yeah. he had a big one against Houston, not this past season, but the season before to end the first half, little little mini run to come back in that one. I mean, he's, I mean, he's he shown the potential. He looks pretty good doing it. He yeah. looks pretty good doing it. He's got good form. So that'll be something interesting to, to, to see how they are able to, to use the bigs in this situation. Ryan, before we move on, just your, your general thoughts when you started to – when you were sitting there at, you know, Catching all rise, Aaron Judge going four for four in the game and MVP baby, bring it, bring it home the run and the, the Rizzo <laughs> home run and, and the tenth inning for for the bloodline. What what was it that you started to feel after after your vibes were high and then all of a sudden as he's been diagnosed announces that he's going to transfer to Cincinnati? Just more momentum. Uh, I think we had great momentum at the end of the year. I think you know people were kind of starting to question Wes. I think unless like. They shouldn't be, and then I thought you saw the team respond and show a lot of promise towards the back half of the season, and I think we kept the message of keep believing in Wes and what this staff can do, and you saw him bring in now three, excuse me, with Aziz, really high-level transfers, that, and four. I think Aziz is the four. Yeah, Aziz is like the icing on the cake, um, what we needed inside. We had a lot of problems with that, just inconsistency, kind of relying on guys that we didn't really know we were, what we were going to get from them night in, night out. Some nights might be good at rebounding, might be, but might be struggling with with uh, shots five feet around the basket. Uh, I think Aziz is a proven player, great consistency, rebounds, scores. I mean, he's scoring around 12 points a game, and we struggled to hit 70 a lot of the times last year so we can get 12 from him. That's a big chunk. And I think we can expect a, maybe two, three more points a game out of him too. Um, I think especially what you're talking about with his uh, work ethic, having to drag him out of the gym, guys like that always find a way to provide a lot of value. So I'm excited. I think it's great. Just shows uh, Wes and what his staff is capable of doing. And now I'm excited to see what he can do. He's going to do big things and help us in ways that we really need it. Yeah, Chad, it's funny you mentioned the you know throwing lobs to him and he can kind of finish all over the rim and and that's what in that article I read that the coaches were talking about at Utah Valley was that you know sometimes they felt like the guards would make bad passes on purpose because it would set up a more highlight real play and and try and get them on you know Sports Center top top ten or make the make the highlight real so he truly everyone knows he can finish 
no matter where you throw the ball near the rim. Yeah. I mean, just a, a big time athlete, big wingspan, quick off the floor, um, has shown the ability to to catch it pretty much anywhere. I mean, the one he had again in the in the NIT game against UC was absurd. Right. And it, it looked like he did there was no chance that that ball should have been caught and done. <laughs> and he did it relatively easy. It was like, oh my God, man. We need one of those. And now we have one of those. <laughs> We have we have him. How about that? You know, the craziest thing is like watching that game. I yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like thinking in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an NBA player. I, you know, Dan Wolken. I, I I retweeted a couple of his tweets saying, you know, he was watching Aziz and saying the same thing. He's like, I I would draft Aziz right now. Uh, it's like it's, Aziz is the best kept secret in the entire country. And you know, Chad, you've mentioned numerous times how hard it is to get a legit big out of the portal and even in recruiting in yeah. general because they're it's such a hot commodity and, and sure the the two-time transfer thing and and needing the waiver and whatnot is is gonna make things not you know it might make these players a little bit more available but in the same sense it's a it, it's a guy who it's you know it's a tough to find this type of a talent and then not only find them but convince him to come and play for Cincinnati and and uh, this this staff and they're able to get it done and it wow I, that that picture with Wes on the commitment that uh, Joe Tipton <laughs> tweeted out that was uh, a yeah. that was a pretty pretty nice picture but um, it's a big time move really really big time move um, Wes couldn't dunk on him with a trampoline <laughs> little slam ball action like Aziz has no trampoline and and Wes has one we'll we'll see who comes out on top of that one but um, it's a big time uh, big big time commitment and. The fact that you know you you watch him dominate in that game, and then all of a sudden he's he's committed here. It's it's a it's an awesome, crazy, good feel heading into the uh, to the off season and into next year as well. Um, but that brings it, anything more on on, on Aziz. I'm gonna kind of transition yeah, a little I bit. Think that, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, we had a, a nightcap with Aaron, right? A live nightcap with Berg. 25 minutes on it here. I think uh, I had to get my excitement out. No, I know. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying like the, the Aziz content has been uh plentiful here oh, on this yeah. network this week. <laughs> okay. uh, one final thing, uh, seven foot with seven, three wingspan is what I've seen most recently. And then last thing was Utah Valley at the end of the regular season last year was the top shot blocking team in the country. They had over Good. 200. The closest one was like 179 in second place behind them. I mean, remember those days when when the Bearcats were patrolling the lane and, and blocking shots left and right? Intimidate, dominate, celebrate. Amen, amen. But uh, if if this is the final edition, I mean, obviously a lot can still happen between now and the beginning of, of uh, next year. But with the four players out of the transfer portal, what kind of a grade would you guys give this haul for the uh, for the staff now that disease has been? been added as well um chad I'll, I'll fire to you and then go around the around the room i mean i'd go a minus only because of the waivers yeah like if we knew they were both immediately eligible and that was your four-person hall mm-hmm. it, it's an a easily okay. an a um but i'd say just a minus uh just because you know you gotta you gotta wait and figure out what's gonna happen with with reynolds and aziz that was my guess. I was going A. Okay. 
but you know, I didn't, I didn't go super detailed with the waiver shit. Chad, Chad's experience, veteran call on his part there, but I'm a, but a minus makes sense too. Cause you never know, but knock on wood. <clears throat> okay. Well, are, are we counting day day as part of the transfer? <laughs> technically is. I would technically. Right? Yeah. But I, he, his name wasn't in he, the portal. He played two years of college basketball. He is tech. He is a transfer. Technically. Yeah. But I, I'm talking about just from the portal and stuff. I'm going to count day day and I'm going to say that they addressed every major need that they needed to, which okay. is why I'm going to give them a solid A. Um, right. I, I think the only other thing that you could could have done is potentially get somebody at, at a true point guard. Um, but outside of that, what else what else could you have asked for with all the pieces that they added? You, you upgraded it legitimately every single position outside of point guard. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, Dede and Jizzle are point guards. So. Well, and, and – Again, if we're counting data, then yes, uh, you've, you've upgraded that point card from having none. Um, you but, just said you were counting data, and then you well, didn't count it. We also don't know what data is. I haven't seen data <laughs> play yet, so I, I I'm either. still, I'm still cautiously optimistic with data at the point. Um, we don't know if he'll even win the job over Jizzle, to be quite honest. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I'm, I'm right there in that A minus realm. Um, more so for me is just the, you know, yes, they've got like players with the ability to, to score the basketball. Um, you don't quite know what, you know, if, if Day Day is going to carry over what he's done in, in the Juco and, and uh, just, but just as the transfers go itself, you know, yes, they, each one of them had moments when they were the, the leading scorers on their teams, which is what you want to see. But, you know, that, I, that'd be the only knock. So I'm around an A minus. Um, I, I think Aziz, I mean, Aziz played on a team with with four with, with three guards that all averaged 14 points per game. So he wasn't really called on to look to score other than lobs that he was able to finish and and put back. So uh, I, I imagine that would probably be the same. But it's gonna it's gonna really open up everything for everyone else, especially defensively when you're able to kind of gamble a little bit more, knowing that you have him behind you. So um, I'm right there with an A minus. I. I think it's important though to really recruit the the, the portal well because I, I did a little breakdown out of uh, the top 100 transfers according to 247 Sports, the the, the top 100 ranking transfers. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 has 20 of them in the top 100. Um, that's six, and the, they have six in the top 11, eight in the top 22, including Aziz, which is 17th, and then 14 in the top 60. So very very top loaded. Uh, SEC has 19, ACC with 14, Big East with 10, Big 10 with 10, and Pac 12 with eight. Um, and one last thing is that three of the top five teams ranking in transfer rankings are all from the Big 12, and then four in the top 10 from the Big 12, and six in the top 20. So Cincinnati comes in at 20th in transfer rankings. So it's a Great haul, really, really, really good haul. Uh, there's still names out there that could change those those rankings, but still, it's a, it's a big time haul for the Bearcats. And I think, yeah, a, a minus sums it up pretty pretty damn well. I mean, I would have taken a minuses, like, <laughs> yeah, Royer. A minus is good for you. 
I loved A minuses in college, man. <laughs> I would have graduated a year me. earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Well, um, what? <laughs> what? Nothing. A minus. God damn. Just God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Cooper, let's let's go ahead and answer this question. I think it's a pretty easy easy one to answer. Um, Dan Skillings. Yeah. Who is the best rebounder that is not one of the power forwards or centers? I think it was arguably the best rebounder from last year. Um, Dan. Dan. Daniel yeah. Skillings. Yeah. So, yeah, and especially just because he's so good on the offensive glass. Like yeah. you get you get bonus points for for being able to get rebounds that result in points, and uh, Dan just has a a natural ability for it. So, bit of a hogo uh, stick yeah. in his legs, if you will. I think Ray's got a chance to be pretty good as a as a rebounder, probably more on the defensive end than the offensive end. But I mean, with Dan, it was one of the things that like when you scouted him, it was immediate. It was one of the first things you noticed that that he could really get after it on the glass and just had a good good feel for timing, rebounded in and out of area, rebounded on both ends. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Dan's a pretty easy choice there. Yeah. I, and, I mean, imagine if Rayvon comes in and, you know, is, is ready to go right away, uh, kind of surprise, you know, surprises people, and he's just, like, forcing the, the staff's hand of just getting even more minutes. So I, I, I'm – this this roster is pretty wild right now, as as currently constructed. And Chad, you kind of broke it down a little bit with Berg yesterday, but it's like it's gonna be gonna be tough for the amount of talented players to spread out the minutes evenly amongst all of them. Especially because you know, yes, the big men are the big men, but they can play the the four and the five for the most part. So, I it's a good problem to have, especially heading into the Big Twelve. Sure. But uh, I think uh, fake John Goble said, don't sleep on Reed. I mean, Reed's going to have to show some sort of uh, additional part of his his game as well in, in practices. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Josh, but getting minutes on this team ain't going to be ain't going to be an easy task, especially from the back of the roster. He's going to he's going to have to he's going to have to have a big June and July, which I think he can. It's just we're going to have to see it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, Seamus and oh, so, so so many talented players. I'm I, I'm relatively excited, if you can't tell, for what uh, what's on tap for for year one of the Big Twelve, and people are finally starting to get to notice. As you can see, the the, the Twitter sphere, a lot of a lot of pro UC banter on it um, coming out of the weekend. So nothing but good news out of there. Uh, anything real quick on just basketball recruiting before we. We roll into football. I know that there was a nice article posted by Keegan on uh, on BCJ just about Jace Richardson and his uh, his relationship with Wes Miller and, and, and things of that sort. Anything to add on that, Chad? Is that obviously it sounds like a, a, a player that the staff is, is heavily keen on right now? Yeah, I mean, it's just a guy that the staff really likes and building a good relationship with. I mean, obviously you'd think Michigan State would be would be a little tough to beat there with, with the connections to his dad, but um, I know they've done a good job recruiting him and uh, it looks like I'm going to get to see him this weekend. So I'm pretty excited about that. Where's, where's that going to be? 
Is it Memphis? Memphis. Hey, baby. EYBL Memphis. EYBL Memphis. Um, do we want to touch on Connor Cole's question there or just keep keep it rolling? I think obviously no, it'll be it yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think for those wondering for, for those wondering on the audio format only, the question was does this affect the recruitment on Flory? The high level of recruit and the amount of uh, work that's already been put in. You're, you're top three gonna, players in the class are top three players in the class. Not going to stop. You, yeah, you don't stop because you got somebody else. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, last Imagine bit of, having the two of them on the same roster. Whoo, that's that's you got a, the two best shot blockers in the country. There's, the there's no way that you're going to be entering that that lane and finishing at the rim. So good good luck. Good luck to you. Um, any thoughts, Aaron? I, Aaron, you're you're a big Cincinnati guy. Ryan, you as well. Um, have you guys been down to Heritage Bank Arena recently at all? No, I avoid that place I like walk a plague. <laughs> I walk by it uh, to get in the Reds games. It's on my way from my apartment. But I went to one Cyclones game. Uh, it was back in the winter. It was an interesting, an interesting experience. Okay, was, they're a passionate fan base. The the cheap um, beer night. Yeah, we went on two dollar beer night, uh, inflation beer night. So we uh, we had fun. It's just the, it's an interesting crowd. It's hard to get a read on what you get there. And no, it's not. <laughs> well, the read nice. is exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> trying to be a nice, considerate person for once. Did, did, did you enjoy a delicious RC cola by chance? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I made the mistake of getting a burger. You know, like, oh, dude, it was the worst thing I've ever had. The worst Color me shocked. sports food. Worst sports food ever. And it was and, like worse than like a middle school cafeteria burger. <laughs> huh. This is my not surprise. <laughs> hey, but the Miller High Lifes were good. Oh, those were good. In the end, that might be all that matters. Um, you, you know, the reason I ask is because. Most likely, we'll all be there sometime in November or December as Cincinnati takes on Dayton. At, oh boy, uh, like the plague. I thought they were doing the stadium there. series like hockey at Paul Brown. At Paul Brown, that'd be that'd be kind of sick. But or I thought they were going to put a little like basketball court on one of those barges that always holds oh. his big ass horn down the, <laughs> down the Ohio River and on the Ohio up in the morning. <laughs> You know how they used to do the battleship games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them on that one of those freaking barges. I don't know. It might be hard to shoot though if you're always moving. Yeah, but might might be better amenities on the on the barge than at the uh, Heritage Bank. But (laughs) never know, man. Put some coal in your pocket. But Aaron, what are your thoughts on that game down at down at Old Heritage Bank? I get why you did it. I guess. I mean, you you if if you're gonna have to set up a game at a neutral zone site, then Heritage Bank's about the best you have in the greater Cincinnati slash greater Dayton area. Um, that's not saying much. There's not a ton to choose from um, when you're looking for neutral site arenas for a basketball game, and I think that's an indictment more on the city of Cincinnati for having a shit arena than uh anything else but i mean heritage bank slash u.s bank slash the coliseum whatever you want to call it um 
has needed an update for my entire life and has yet to have one. Um, I, I went to the Ringling Brothers Circus, and it was a shithole when I was a young wee baby child, and it has not gotten any better. So that's just, it is what it is. Cyclone City needs a remodel, man. Or no, just it doesn't. tear down. Yeah, it, it, needs, needs, it, needs, it needs imploded and rebuilt. Oh, the asbestos that would be in the air for the entire downtown area is probably wildly illegal for them to just blow the whole thing up. They, they probably have to gut it first. Well, I'm excited. I know a couple guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry to rain on your parade. I'm just... Oh, no. It is what I'm it joking. is. I'm joking, yeah. Um, I'm sure there there will be more indications as to why of, of the game being played there as it approaches closer, but um, that is another additional game on the schedule that we know of, so I think that makes three officially announced, um, Merrimack and, and Xavier being the other two. So um, that's what you've got. Talking basketball schedule here on the BBP, so... Keep, keep that keep that checking. Let's go ahead and timestamp rolling to football and then uh, get the show rolling. Where are we rolling to? Football. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats. 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom, baby. I love it. Quick paper supply. Check them out. Um, Football-wise, the uh, our, our our favorite guy that, that puts out the, his lists, um, I'm not talking about the one that Bill Connolly had, uh, leaving Desmond Ritter out of the top. So top 75 quarterbacks since the year 2000. Aaron and Chad will be breaking that one down a little bit more on the uh, nightcap tonight. So make sure you tune in for that. But uh, our good friend, Big Game Boomer, we, we last had a little bit of beef with him, leaving uh, one, uh, you know, Sir Coach Collins just sadly, Brady did not make the list for Big Game Boomer, but he did make the list eventually. Recently, though, top 50 defensive tackles. Number one, Dante Corleone, the godfather. Number seven, Jawan Briggs. And then top 50 edge rushers came out today at number seven, Daniel Greshik. So a lot of love on the defensive side of the football. And we uh, already mentioned our thoughts on the, the, the breakout stars for the defensive side of the ball. But now, going off of what... When Keegan Nixon had the article for breakout players on the offensive side of the ball come out this past weekend, we are going to do a little dive on that ourselves. Um, obviously, two names recently, Dondre Buford, com- uh, committed transfer from Kentucky, offensive lineman. And then, uh, you know what, there's there's a guy who's been crystal ball to Cincinnati, was just seen in a tweet with Jordan Young and DJ Taylor. He, he would be a potential breakout candidate. But as far as the offense goes, Keegan had Corey Kiner, Miles Montgomery, Shimon Mateer, and Aaron Turner. Chad, I know you helped Keegan with these, but uh, uh-huh. but what are your thoughts? Or it may be an additional guy that was not on Keegan's list that, that you would look to as a 
breakout offense, because obviously it, it's a lot tougher than saying breakout offensive player than it is for the defensive side. I mean, I guess you, you hope it's Emory Jones, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's who you hope it is. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the more offensive weapons you get him, the better opportunity you're going to have for that to happen. So uh, if, if Xavier Henderson does matriculate to Cincinnati, which – Everything but the announcement seems to have, uh, you know, had us looking in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll go Emory Jones. Uh, I just think if, if this team's going to get to that 7-8 win mark, uh, Emory's going to have to have a pretty good year and limit the mistakes uh, or at least not have the mistakes become super costly. Uh, so uh, I'll add to what, uh, what Keegan put out there and add Emory Jones. Beautifully said, Aaron, you you got a uh, breakout, breakout potential candidate. I'm looking at miles Montgomery. Um, we've, we've talked about him quite a bit last year, hoping that he would break out last year. Wasn't the case. Uh, we, we kind of know a little bit of what some of the other running backs bring to the table. At this point, and I think that this could be a golden opportunity for Miles Montgomery to really shine as you, you have. I, I think that you will see more often than not three to four running backs touching the ball in games um, this season than than you than less than. And uh, I, I think he really has an opportunity to break out this year just solely based on touches. Okay, Ryan, what do you see in ShakeOut? I uh, I'm gonna second Chad with Emory Jones. Uh, he's yeah. got to be the heart of the offense. Everything's got to go through him. But I'm also gonna kind of cheat a little bit here. If we're gonna win like a significant amount of games, the offensive line has to be the breakout unit on the yeah. offense. Um, yeah, that's fair. If Emory Emory won't be able to do anything with his legs or his arm without them. I don't think we'll be able to utilize the talent we have in the running back room, kind of like how you saw the run game just go stagnant last year. You saw the blitz pickup go absolutely atrocious last year, just getting exposed uh, game in and game out. So I think if anyone, like no one's going to be able to succeed without our O-line having a breakout year. And breakout means like better than expectations. And I think expectations – are low right now. So we got to try, we got to try to, I know we just picked up a guy. We picked up a transfer. Mm -hmm. Um, If I was, if I was the coaching staff, I I would be just hounding second string guys in the big 10, the sec, anyone who's who's looking to play, give them a chance guys that might've been hurt. I I think we need to really deepen up this O-line core and we need, we need big, strong just guys with experience at that higher level conference play because there's some big boys in the big 12 so we need to be ready to go because this o-line is going to this o-line is going to drive the whole success of the offense i mean honestly ryan like i think they're going to be okay at guard and center like with you know gavin has proven to be yeah. solid uh you know fluke Kandra is back healthy along with trevor radosevich i think you're pretty good inside these tackles are—they're going to have to figure out tackle and get it right. Um, I know because if and you, that's huge. 
Yeah. If you get you those two spots tackle. right, this offense can can be effective. Yeah. Because we're always hyped on the defense, you know, because they're they're kind of like locked in stone. We have we know what we're gonna get out of a lot of those guys. We've seen them play and we know the the caliber, but I just I just I just get nervous because last year how kind of how the offensive line kind of inhibited the offense a lot. And yeah, I mean for whatever reason the Mike Cummings hire just didn't take. I don't know. I was I, 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 I liked him. Too. I thought he was a good O line coach, but yeah. I, I just sometimes it doesn't take and, and, and sometimes the problem with that is we only got the one year window. Sometimes that first year it takes to get everybody, you know, moving in the same direction in a different in a different schematic like philosophy. And we never got to see what year two would look like, but um, you know, the coach Cardwell is is pretty uh pretty well thought of uh in his peer group. So he's gonna have a chance to to show what he can do. I, I do think interior they're gonna be pretty good. It's just a matter of get the tackles right and, and go from there. Yeah, I mean and, and you look even more is is the fact that you know Kandra was out for all the spring. All the spring, yeah. So not only did that that help strengthen the the amount of you know reps for Wilder and and the other guards as well. So building depth is obviously a huge you know concern needed, and we were able to kind of do that in spring, kind of see okay, well we might have something in the depth piece here, you know, and especially with uh, with um, sorry, what's his name? Uh, I just uh, said it. You tell me. Okay, what with with Phil Wilder. Uh, wilder, yeah. where, where he was in the spring yeah what i i thought he was uh, he, i thought he was lining up at guard he played a lot of right tackle okay but yeah just having the ability D'Artanian, to d'artanian tinsley was d'artanian yeah d'artanian there you go yeah tinsley getting the uh the reps as well uh so i is is buford brought in thought of as a uh, as a tackle i think i i mean a size six three 312 listed, but he did have start at right tackle against South Carolina. Um, was it? I mean, he's a little, he's a little small for a tackle, but you know, if he's got the right wingspan, you can make up for it. Yeah, it's not the NFL, so it's not a a be all end all situation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think you'd ideally like your tackles in the six five, six six range at least. Yeah, I agree there. Um, Aaron, oh, sorry. You want to mute it there for a second. I, my pick, breakout, I, Ryan, I was going to kind of go along with what you said on the offensive line. Um, not really a name in general, but more just as a whole. Uh, and, and as you guys have been mentioning, it's good to, to have them get more experience together and, and try and get things out and figure it out because obviously it's going to be be hit the ground running when Campire Ground comes around. But my pick is, is D. Wiggins. Um, I think he's the one that's kind of – really popped on tape when he's been healthy, but the key thing is health. Uh, if, if, if he can stay healthy and, and have the explosion and the, the big playability that he had uh, opposite Henderson, if Henderson was was to come into town, obviously, uh, I think that would open things up for him um, and the ability to make big plays and, and, and be there for Emery uh, just outside of the running backs and whatnot. But I think Emery is, is – probably the, the number one answer. If he can have a huge season, 
I think this offense can really make moves and and help out what's already going to be a really really big time defense. So I I'd go D Wiggins as the pick here. Peyton Singletary, uh, an honorable mention, if you will. Just because, gosh, the death at tight end is depleted. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I did a national show with 24-7 today, and they said, like, what's a position that you're you're looking at and a little concerned? And it's like, eh, they need to they need to restock the tight end room. I mean, they had two really talented guys coming in that they thought were going to be impact guys. Mm-hmm. And now they're not coming in. So, you know, you need to you need to get it right and get it figured out in that tight end room, especially with Joey Belgian, you know, tearing his knee and not going to be available. Yeah. What uh what else did they ask on that on that show, Chad? Anything anything you want to discuss? No, pretty, here? I mean, it was just kind of like a summer series catching up on a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here. Yeah. Um what's what's the offense looking like what's the defense looking like um you know pretty pretty standard but uh it was it was really good that's the first time i've done a show with bud elliott so it was uh it was pretty good there you go there you go i also saw on another show talking about uh players not wanting to go play in the acc and sorry the aac and uh having the yeah, big 12 I mean, in the back for a decade yeah <laughs> nobody there's there's not a single young person in the country that grew up thinking man if i can if i can play in the ac aac when i get to college like <laughs> i'm gonna be set i'm gonna be set you know kids grow up in the in the 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 southwest wanting to play in the big 12. they grow up in the in the south wanting to play in the sec they grow up in the midwest wanting to play in the big 10. they grow, nobody grows up like man Temple, Tulane, Tulsa. Like, if 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 I get one of those offers, I'm fucking set. <laughs> fucking set. Let's go. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you're starting to see that come to fruition. Um, and not only with the the hard work of of the staffs, but also the amount of talent that they're be, being able to bring in. It's been yeah. showing on basketball and football sides. So sure. It only get better. We'll only get better. Um, before we we roll in, I know we've got that new segment coming up soon, and get to the mailbag. Kind of look at, looking like it's going to be a pretty short BVP this week. Uh, I know Ethan Grunkemeyer was a name uh, quarterback name that that the staff was looking after. Obviously, the teammate of uh, tight end commit Gavin Gross. So um, he did commit to Penn State. Gavin Grover, Grover, sorry, but uh, he committed to Penn State. So there are a couple articles on the uh, front page of BCJ of some some recruit names to check out uh, that the staff is after. So obviously head over there for those. Um, and, yeah, we'll keep this thing rolling. Uh, Ryan, we need to get your thoughts before we, we start the new segment and I mean, wrap the like, show we, up. We got to, we gotta, like, we got to stretch this out here because i told her 9 30 so okay well stretch yeah, out we will me. she's she's also here already waiting oh. in the lobby so <laughs> oh. well uh Roy, I mean, she's just planning on hanging out for a half hour Whoa. watching what well, she, she's your sister i don't know man i don't know okay. <laughs> keep going there were two we'll big announcements two two big announcements this past week 
Uh, Chad and Aaron have, have touched on them already on their nightcaps um, and on the BCJ pod as well. But need to get your thoughts on the uh, addition to uh, your drinking uh, repertoire, Cincy Light from Ryan Geis oh, with, yeah. uh, with Cincy Reigns. And, of course, the announcement of uh, Jordan Brand and Nike for the uh, the sports. Start with start with the tasty beverage, man. That just a just a nice light beer going down the gullet, man. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love I love Ryan guys, man. I'm excited about that, and it feels good to be put my money towards something other than just my own demise. So <laughs> I'm uh, excited for the sweet crisp taste of Cincy Light to hit my lips. Um, I think it's great too. I think we need that. Shout out to B Fox and Cincy Reigns for doing that. That's huge. Ryan Geist is a huge name, not only just Cincy, but in Ohio. And I think it gives a great opportunity for Bearcat fans all over the state uh, to be able to help out and make a difference because we need that kind of stuff, man. College football, we've talked about it so many times, it's going down a crazy path. So, you got to pull out all the stops. So people love drinking. People love beer. So give them, give them something to help, uh, help out since he reigns with. So great job. I was a big fan of that. Um, with the, the BSN deal, you know, I'm super excited to uh, see the oversized high school football Jersey style hit the football team. I think it's going to look good. Um, maybe they'll embroider a Jordan logo on it and, and we'll be pretty hyped about it. <laughs> but no, I'm that's I think it's cool. It's a good switch up going in for Satterfield. I think it's really more important for basketball, to be honest with you. Um, I think Jordan and basketball here mean a lot. It gets people really excited. I think it gets recruits really excited. The shoe possibility. I know a lot of guys, a lot of basketball players, they love the the things Jordan shoes offer, and you just see the type. Alec would tell me uh, the crazy shit that they would give the UNC guys. I don't know if we'll get it at that level, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, that he was telling me the guys, the recruits over there, like just the opportunity to be able to rep some of those shoes at, at their disposal. I mean, it really gets people excited. So I think it's great. Um, football. It, I don't know if we'll ever get a football Jordan Jersey, but Nike, Nike, uh, they, they got some good stuff, man. So I'm excited. Uh, I think it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, the overall, just seeing the, the jump man back on the on the apparel and on the jerseys has me feeling super excited, obviously, as as the, the talks on that have been haywire on the whole BSN, this, that, and the other. But I know. Uh, By November, nobody will even think about right. who's supplying the merchandise they'll just see the the jump man and be happy and have the have have a shirt on in the crowd with the jump man on it and everything will be will be good in bearcat land um so so what is it two dollars for each case for the cincy light goes to the cincy yeah. rains yeah is it only on cases they're working they're figuring out like what the rate is going to be on like kegs and what well, like cases so it's cases, but that's to the like distributor. So like if Kroger, Kroger's not buying 12 packs, like they'll sell 12 yeah. packs, but they buy in cases. So it'll be $2 yeah. that everything Ryan guy sells 
to, you know, whatever entity is going to be putting them on the shelves. Okay. Um, and, and that's where the, the $2 number comes from. Um, they're going to, they're going to figure out like what the number is going to be for like cases and, or for, uh, half barrels and, and kegerators and things of that nature. But did you hear the price point, right? No. What is it? $12.99 a 12 pack is what they're aiming oh, for. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, even, even big time engineers like yourself that's what the estimation is chelsea they haven't that's not set 13 dollars for a keg that's not set yet that's around where they think it'll be but it's not uh it's not like the uh, official number to this to this point for a keg that no that that since rains will get 13 dollars off oh. of kegs I, I was about to say i was like whoa you think that that, that 12 pack <laughs> is a steal Aaron, over under, let's say a hundred. Since the lights going down, going down for you during football season this year, what do you think? It's really going to depend on if they're available out here in Athens. Oh, you'll drive in. I mean, you don't get the problem is we don't get to drink on home game days. Nobody, nobody likes having a, a skunked beer, so. Transporting a twelve pack all the way back to Athens. No, a case. Get get like two cases. Put them in the car. It'll be good. I think you. I think you wildly overestimate how much time I actually spend in Cincinnati. I, it's football season. You're going to be here for work. I go home. Right. You can I mean, stop at a store. They have. We're going to buy a home. Case. It's a three hour drive that it gets skunked. How would a beer no, get skunked on a three-hour I'm, ru- I'm, I'm running 80, 80 degrees in the car during the winter. It's cold. Y'all are crazy. Those beers will get skunked. Put it in the trunk. You don't have heat in the trunk. That's How do you think beers, beers get transported to these places? Cooler and ice is, is not even worth it for a $13... 12 pack of beer you don't have to yeah. buy them cold though you can buy them warm and and to have it driven back to your house yeah how about that look y- y'all do what you want i'm saying under 100 i'm hitting the over there's no <laughs> doubt about it oh, yeah. me as well probably be over. yeah i'll probably be over it might become <clears throat> my light beer choice we'll see how right. that goes i i mean i i'm not a beer drinker uh but you know what? For this, I mean, I will, I will happily drink beer. Fake John Goble, I don't get paid enough to get a Yeti cooler. You don't work enough to get a Yeti cooler. $400 for a fucking cooler. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but you get to put in Cincy Lights in there. How, how about the how about the, the athletics? I'll, I'll, look, I'm, I have zero issue drinking them when I'm in town. And they will be drank. I'm not saying I will not be drinking them at all. Put her in timeout again. Yeah, I mean, she's I, not wrong. No, not bit. <laughs> you also don't get paid enough. To get <laughs> we didn't say to drink them. We said to just put them in the car, drive, drive them home. Coming from Chad, who who has to throw them in a freezer immediately upon getting home to drink yeah. them. I like my beer cold. 
I don't want mine warm. What? Well, you get home and you put it in the freezer. Anyway. Insane debates. Y'all don't, don't understand a three-hour commute to work. Don't you have a regular cooler? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't care enough to buy beer in town to take home in a cooler. Maybe they'll have it in Athens. Which goes back to my original answer to this fucking question. He gets so defensive when you disagree with him on something. I mean, I'll, I will be buying and driving home to Indy if it's not an Indian. It'll probably be an Indy, but... Not a three-hour drive. Still. It's a two-hour... 15 minute drive that 45 minutes makes a whole like the temperature of the beer changes like 30 degrees and those skunk i I mean like it's not gonna go skunk i i'm just all right this is this is fine but uh but yeah um chad and aaron and anything further after the whole jordan back and forth debate with uh i'm i'm so done with it yeah with that yeah it'll uh It'll look good when things are rocking and rolling and yeah. people are wearing it. And... It's May. People are looking for stuff to complain about. Right. <laughs> right. No freaking be, way, man. I won't be on strike with Nike and Jordan BSN apparel the same way I am with Red's apparel because where else are you going to go? Yeah. Just saying. Shout I'm out. Go watch the Reds play the Yankees. I mean, I'm doing well right now. Lost yeah. money on every single one of those games this weekend. What did you Dude, do? Money, money line shot. on each one what of them? Three and a half yeah. out of the wild card. Hey, John Gobel, you're right. I like think about people that go up to Wisconsin to get the you know the new Glorus, the, the beers up there and bring those just, back. I buy them when they're warm and then it doesn't, they don't. I don't buy warm beers. Beers I, are I will, transported. I, ref, I, ref, I refuse to All buy right. warm beers. All right. It's it's fine. Just beers are, beers are transported off, in, I mean, in, in trucks. In trucks from all over the country. That that they then put on racks and some in the fridge. So you're saying you only get the cold, the cold beer. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? Even if you're not going to drink it right away. Even if... You, I, they I go to a refrigerator, and I'm always getting the cold. I never get warm. Right? No. Well, yeah. Ever. I, don't the, I don't have the time for that. To cool down. But if you're like having Put a beer in a refrigerator, yeah. After I buy it beer. cold, right into the refrigerator. Beer needs to be cracked open within an hour of buying it. So it what if be you cold. buy like two cases? What if you find like a good sale? And you're like, well, I don't need beer today. I have a beer fridge. Get it tomorrow. Right there. It's right there. And then you put the warm beers in there and they become cold nope. beers. I don't have warm they beers. They don't? Are you disputing refrigeration? No, I'm I'm saying I don't I don't it's buy a warm beers. Refrigerators. I, I hate all of you. Aaron, Aaron is anti-big coolant. The big <laughs> coolant industry. Big doesn't doesn't believe in them. Don't tread I, on my refrigerator. I this is this is wild. I but T-Win, only T when you're right, it just sounds sus. It sounds sus. There's something sus going on here with Aaron and his stance against warm beer. 
That's next right. thing he's going to tell us. He doesn't live in Germany. He lives in Athens, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, Ryan, drop some thermodynamics on Aaron, please. Ryan's on Aaron's side on this. Yeah. I, or next, <laughs> next thing we're going to hear from Aaron is that, like, he doesn't like steak or something, you know, it's just something along those lines. Right. Thermodynamics, believe it or not, is a ton of refrigerator problems. People think it's all about hot stuff, but no. Okay. A lot of stuff involving R134 coolant. Okay. There you go. And and this is this is the BBP during the summer, guys. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I said we needed to stretch out a little bit, but I didn't mean like this. Let's let's, let's keep it moving. Okay. Um, a, a few things around the the NFL. Aaron, I need you hold for on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold what, on. Hold on. Okay, okay. He went. It's not that I don't like onions. It's that my body rejects them. I throw up if I eat an onion. Like, a, a, upon the taste of an onion, my body rejects anything that's in my stomach. It's not weird. It's just it's how I'm wired. I can't help it. He's built different, baby. Onion. Onion. I told this story. I got sick when I was Bill a kid. Rafferty, come when on. I threw up, the only thing I tasted was onions. And since then, my body has said we're not ever doing that You're again. ruining the segment question, Chad. Can we get so to the segment question? <laughs> Aaron, it's I, my fucking show. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> I like onions. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I love onions, too. Yeah. You can play that game. <laughs> Uh-oh, we have a battle. Hey, baby. Chalice. Only Chalice. one of us can fire only one of us can fire the other. So <laughs> Are we time stamping this dead segment or what? Hey man, we can do whatever we want. This is the BBP, baby. This is the BBP. Oh, uh, quick paper supply. They provide Mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. A wide range of food service products, also including cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. There we go, baby. Um, well, before we have Adrian on, is, is, is she ready? I was gonna. She's ready. I was, She's I was gonna let, backstage ready for like forty minutes, thirty okay, minutes now. Okay. Okay. I was gonna let Aaron, Aaron. Did you want to do a quick bear cast in the NFL, just real fast? What you've been seeing um, over Twitter or stuff? I know that's your uh, that's your go to the the hashtag. So anything that you've seen over the past week that that that's intriguing that bear, Bearcat fans know. Jerry Beavers is changing his number from zero to his UConn number of 43. Okay. Uh, Trey Tucker did practice in his number 89 jersey, which was weird. Such a weird uh, number for Trey. Tyler Scott, I believe, was at the uh, Rookie Summit. Um, yep. He was one of one of two Bears there. Um, not the one who was front and center at the end of that video, if you saw all the different people. Um, he was one with his head down in the background, apparently. Um, he was there with Trey, too. Okay. I didn't see Trey in, in that yeah. clip. Um, but good, as well he should be. Um, 
but throw um, forward. Dez is looking jacked, by the way. Uh, I don't know what his diet has been about, but my goodness, uh, he's got he's gotten big. Uh, Jerome Ford is apparently going to be um, the number two running back now that um, I forget the, the dude's name from Kansas City. Cream, uh, Hunt. Cream Hunt. Yeah, with Cream Hunt gone, um, and people are saying that maybe the Browns should look into – trading Nick Chubb. I did see some comments there saying that the Browns should look into trading Nick Chubb while his stock is highest for Jerome Ford to be the main Brock touter. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, it sounds like he's going to be certainly getting some touches as he did not very much uh, outside of special teams last year. Um, I think that's pretty much all we've seen through rookie minicamp. Thus far, I didn't see anything coming out of Vikings camp. Um, I also wasn't looking, in all fairness, um, as there's been several guys there um, or, or really anywhere else. I was those some of the big stuff that stood out, though. Yeah, I think it, what Des threw out the opening pitch at a Braves game over the weekend it was a it was a rifle, top uh, just hit hit just you know painted the corner, if you will. Um, and then uh, I, I think also Des was on uh, Good Morning Football. Uh, this morning, um, kind of just starting the uh, the hype train around the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback and, and former former Bearcat great. That's, that's so weird considering, uh, you know, he wasn't even a top 75 quarterback out of the NFL in the last, I don't know, decade. NCAA, yeah. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on that later. But, um, yeah, I mean, there will be plenty more to talk about when it comes to – Bearcats in the NFL, and we'll we'll definitely have a little bit of, of a mention of it every every BBP throughout the the off season and regular season, so and hopefully all the way to the Super Bowl. So we'll see. Um, but without further ado, Chad, you want to introduce this new segment and uh, kind of really. get get the ball rolling? Not really. I mean, the whole point of this thing is to come at me. Right. That's, that's where this came from. Now, okay. It was my idea, so I might not right. be the smartest person on the planet, but uh, we are introducing a new segment. It is called Yo Adrian. There we go. Yo Adrian. It is brought to you by Low Miller Real Estate, my lovely sister, Adrian Henson. Uh, there you see all of our information 859 444 8159. Free home evaluations. A Henson at Low Miller Real Estate, L O H M I L L E R Real Estate.com. You can also find her at Adrian Henson at iCloud.com. Adrian L. Henson. Adrian L. Henson. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't ever use her middle name. Whatever. You can turn your mic on now. Boy, oh boy. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Chad. Hi, How guys. Hey, how's it going, Adrian? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Aaron, yeah, Aaron, so... Aaron doesn't believe in warm beer. Warm beer and onions is probably not a good idea for Chad. Yeah, don't do that. I just, it's, that doesn't go well. <laughs> I've puked out the side of the window of my car like Bob Huggins because there was a, like, a, you know how when you get cheese conies, sometimes the onions are too close to the cheese and like an onion sneaks into your cheese and you just bite into it. I've thrown up out the window of the car because of that. Well, it probably would be wise to um, not feed him onions. So, knowing you, you could probably feed me onions <laughs> just to watch what happens. Yeah, 
exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I already don't like this. <laughs> so here's how this, here, here's how this is going to work. Uh, starting next week, everybody's going to get to submit questions in the Yo Adrian thread. And then, you know, we'll take one or two of those questions each week and she will uh, get to answer them live on the air. She tried to cheat this week, boys. She's like, what questions are they going to ask me? I was like, that's not how this works. You don't, you don't get to like, you know, prepare your answers. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta be ready. I, I told you I should have been the one to reach out to her. Yeah. You would have given her the questions. Like you would have, yeah, no, no. I mean, if you guys like whatever, you want to conspire against me even more, that's yep. fine. You are going to be the one that's picking the questions every week because yep. you produce the segment. But uh, fine. Uh, Adrian, first off, tell everybody that there's Kelsey. She wants to say hi to her. Hi, Kels. Hi, Kels. Hi. There's my daughter, Audrey. There's Audrey. She wanted to say hi to Kelsey. <laughs> so... Um, so I am a licensed realtor here in Northern Kentucky. I have several new listings uh, that have come up in Erlanger and Independence. Um, if you know anyone that's looking to buy or sell in the, new, in the Northern Kentucky market, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, or if you've got questions about Chad and onions and beans and any of that, um, feel free to get in touch with me and uh I do have a few pictures of uh, that I wanted to show you guys this week of Chad when he was a dork. <laughs> wow. He actually, look at you. Yeah, I look like a dork too. Yeah, you, you don't really, you're not one to talk. But your <laughs> hair was uh, dark. It was. <laughs> it, it, was. it didn't turn gray until Kelsey was born. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a few years ahead of you. Huh? I'm a few years ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, we still have proof. We still have proof right here. Okay. Yep. That was yeah, that was go. back in the day, for sure. He's changed quite a bit. Kelsey also wants to show you this, Adrian. What is that? That's our puppy dog. Oh, my gosh. So cute. Yeah. That's okay, so are you guys done hijacking the show. It's <laughs> a good hijack. Aaron. Yeah, I guess. Aaron, who which one of you is asking Adrian the first it's question? Definitely Aaron. You and Aaron spend every day together. It's gotta be Aaron. I'll start with a, a softball here. I mean, let's let's go back to this onion debacle. The hell happened with this whole onion shenanigans. She wasn't part of that. I've explained it. We were at a party. We were at a cookout. I, I didn't ask you, Chad. There. I asked her. She wasn't Chad. there. She doesn't know. Regardless, she knows if you ate onions prior to. Let's let her answer the question, Chad. So I'm sure at some point Chad had onions when my mom would, would make, you know, because we always had huge meals that my mom would prepare every single weekend. So there was times where she would definitely put the onions in his food. So that must have been an episode of him having too many onions. No, I got a stomach bug. And when I got sick, all I tasted was the onion that I had on my burger that night. And my body from that point on said, I'm not, we don't do onions anymore. 
and I, I have no control over it. It picked no just taste. the onion, not the burger. Just the onion. That's the taste was just I, the onion. I had a similar experience with Southern Comfort. I get it. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> you asked for that one. I didn't ask for the stomach bug. So now he can't eat onions. I can't. Brent, are, are you guys? You guys are you, you guys are bombing Adrian. Let's first let's hear most uh, most most reckless or fun or interesting story of of uh, Chad growing up that you can say on the airwaves. Well, there's a few, but I won't say those. <laughs> um, Expose the man. Not so too much. He would always pick on me as a kid. Between him and my older brother should do. Well. Let, no, no, no. Let's be clear. You picked on Nate. No. This is, this, way more this, is than an, on this is entirely too much, Chad, for a Yo Adrian segment. So, Adrian, as you were. <laughs> so, um, Chad constantly picked on me as a kid, and I didn't get a break between the two of them. They were constantly just picking constantly. And um, so I never, you know, I never recovered from that. So now he picks on my daughter, which is 15. <laughs> so I get a break now. You know, he's he's nice now. But it took many, many, many years for that. I got I got Audrey good last night. You had to have a comeback to Chad when when you were growing up. Well, I'm trying to be nice. I got her good never- last night, didn't I, Audrey? No, that was not funny. I thought it was some random person texting me was happy he, birthday. Was he picking on you mainly because you have a completely different accent than he does, even though you grew up in the same house? Or <laughs> They're country folk. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty country. Chad's a city slicker. Yeah, Chad's a city slicker. Adrian's got horses and like a, 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 a barn the size of all our houses combined. Like so, yeah, does she live in Luke's? Is she in Luke's old house? Yeah. Bought Fickle's old house. Yeah, she, <laughs> that, yeah, she lives in Rabbit Hash. You ever if, heard if that's that? not country. What is? Is, it a, is that a holler? It's about fifteen minutes from Sugar Tit. Yeah, you ever been? So to is Sugar that tit? another holler? Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Rabbit Rabbit Hash and Sugar Tip. I mean. Got me no, in, sure I guess. Tip. Tip. Not, not, like, tip. Not, not, not tip, Brent. Even, no. even, even better, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what so you what got, else Ryan? you got for me? I'm Ryan, you got a question here. for Adrian? <laughs> I'm trying to think what she would want to talk about. Let's see here, Chad. <laughs> I asked for a reckless mo- story. I didn't even get what's one. The most, what's the most embarrassing thing Chad's ever done? As a as a young man, let's go. Let's go his teenage years, middle school through high school. Well, he liked to chase the girls, and uh, that really wasn't embarrassing. But like, he, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> he just had no game. Oh no way! What? Chad, okay. No that's no. no game. That's actually inaccurate. Like you, you're lying to the people. <laughs> you had no play. <laughs> I did pretty well. So if I didn't have any game, then I, you know. It was all looks, huh? He was in the band, guys. Oh, I was. I played drums. 
<laughs> he was in the band. I, but I, I never missed the band competition ever. Right. I was good there sister. every weekend. I was a good sister. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well. I don't have too many embarrassing things about him. Well, we, I think we all took it pretty easy on him because we have to work with him. However, next week, we will open it up to the general public, and we'll see what questions the general public has for Chad. But I, I think that that concludes successfully our first... Real, real quick, tell them again how to get in contact with you. and uh, our, and, and our first Yo Adrian segment. Yo Adrian! So, Yo Adrian! Uh, again, you can contact her... Uh, 859-444-8159, free home evaluations. She can be reached at A. Henson, H-E-N-S-O-N, at Low Miller, L-O-H-M-I-L-L-E-R, realestate.com, or at Adrian, A-D-R-E-A-N, L. Henson, at iCloud.com. There you go. So we we right. thank you for your time, and we will uh, we'll see you next week, Adrian. It was nice seeing you guys, and I can't wait for the next episode. Amen. Bye. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. That's our new segment. Yo, Adrian. That's my sister. Yo, Adrian. If we we could just roll Yo, Adrian into the mailbag and just make it one one big happy thing. Well, yeah, that's what it is. It's part of the mailbag. It's the yeah. new beginning of the mailbag. Right, right, right. I like it. All right, let's go. I ahead. like it. And keep in mind, if you are looking to sponsor anything on this podcast, um, as Adrian is now, uh, we do not have a sponsor currently for the mailbag. So feel free to hit Chatterai up on that. In any case, opening up the football portion of the mailbag is Elias. Elias? Elias? I'm not really sure. Uh, Rudolph. Elias. Of Elias of Taft, yeah. Rudolph of Taft, out of the picture, is he? Oh, dollar sign, you bound. It looks like it's Michigan, Ohio State. Cincinnati's still in the picture, but um, they're, they're kind of blurry in the background right now. So they have ground to make up. If they're to get him, I, I would, I would say probably Ohio State or Michigan would be the favorites. Yeah, I, it's it's weird because he put out that you know top five. Um, of of Ohio State, Pitt, Michigan, Penn State, and Cincinnati, and then on his on his Instagram, he he posted a poll. Did you guys see this at all? Uh, I saw when he uh, yeah, when he I put the poll yeah. when he when he brought the poll back to Twitter and mentioning Bearcat yeah. fans. Well, it was Michigan, Pitt, Penn State, or UC or Ohio State. They're on uh, they're on the same line. So it's like, I mean, that's that's too well, Of course, they're gonna. Blow out the competition with that. Actually, somehow on Instagram, Michigan ended up beating even the UC or Ohio State part. But um, God, I hate Instagram. It's a different story. But of course, the uh, the Cincinnati faithful on Twitter definitely blew it up after that. But yeah, Chad. I mean, obviously he's a big time player. Um, but we'll see. Ryan, you are right tonight. He's he's got a lot happening down there. You're very active tonight. I know my roommates got locked out of the the freaking apartment. And I had to go find <laughs> them. They weren't at the first door that I thought they were going to be, so I had to walk to the other door. And let them... is, it, is it playoff hockey night? Is that what they were out and about doing? 
No, they're uh, exploring their dreams of basketball oh. over at the Newport Outdoor Courts. Oh, right. Lord. The ones at Newport High School? That's a, that's a <laughs> rough spot. I'm not sure. I've never been over there yet. I'm looking to, though. I need a little basketball in my life. And uh, the last question we have in the football portion of the mailbag, does the information you're hearing about Xavier, it's a XZ, the way that Xavier should probably always be spelled, uh, Xavier Henderson match with the social media post about his post-Cincy boys in L.A. How do you feel about the wide receiver room now on paper? Well, I, I mean, I think it, it – everything points in the direction of Xavier Henderson being a Bearcat, but until he announces or shows up in class, uh, I don't, <laughs> we, we had a guy, to, right. There, there was a receiver committed and then he, then he wasn't. So right. you never know so, until, until, you know, it's the transfer portal. So who knows uh, that picture of, of him and Jordan young in, in California, uh, makes me feel better about the situation. Uh, with him in the wide receiver room, I'd still think they're a little thin depth-wise, but I would feel fairly comfortable with the top of the roster at wide receiver. Xavier Henderson, D. Wiggins, Donovan Ali, Chris Scott, Barry Jackson, the the UConn kid. Um, Burke Halter. Burke Halter. Were um, Henderson and... and- Emory at Florida yeah. at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So they have thrown the ball to one another. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Kathy's an hour behind again. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> no, I think she's just watching Frozen right now. And let it go. Let it go. She's she's right now responding to us making fun of Aaron for the cold beer situation. Probably. <laughs> That's where she's at. I do love Kathy. <laughs> Um, that concludes the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Uh, coming from Slimy T. Expectations for someone like CJ Anthony to step in. If one of the two guards get injured, any potential to bring in a Mac or equivalent guy as a preferred walk-on with the expectation they could get A Scully next year, sincerely, someone worried about point guard depth. <laughs> CJ Anthony's a walk-on. Do, do I think CJ Anthony is, is better than most walk-ons? Yes. If CJ Anthony has to give you extended minutes in the Big 12, Yikes. I think there's an understanding as to where things would be in that situation. That is not to say anything negative about CJ. It's just to say... It's the toughest he's, basketball he's no, conference in the country. He's no Banksy starting over Tari Eason. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, in terms of <laughs> in terms of adding a transfer like from a lower level, stepping up. I've talked about that on the boards that I do think that could be something that would be in play um, as we get through the summer. Uh, I and I've talked about this as well. I think, you know, ideally you go through at least June and into the beginning of July and kind of see what you've got with Jizzle and Day-Day. And then you kind of read the room and react from there uh, in terms of if you feel like you do need an extra 
you know, a combo guard to go with the two of them um, that could, could give you some minutes and experience at the position. Um, and, you know, we've seen some schools and, and UC's done this in football where they, you know, they brought in uh, Hightower from Michigan State as a walk-on. Uh, they, there was a tight end they brought in for Michigan State as a walk-on. Um, no you know, there have been, se- yeah, there have been several of these guys that we've seen football bring in and say, like, you're going to have to to work your way up. Um, I, it's it's a little less frequent in basketball, but you know, you can easily say, well, we've got the NIL to cover your your schooling, so come in as a walk-on for year one. Let's see where it goes. Um, we'll cover the cost of, you know, your scholarship so you don't have to pay it, but you'll technically be a walk-on. Um, that, would I take that off the table? No. So, but there's still a lot of summer to go. We're only in May. Like, we, we haven't even gotten to June yet. So, we'll figure it out from there, I guess, is the best way to put it. All right. Anything to add there, Brent? No. I mean, I think I like it's it's all a time timeline thing. I mean, it's a there's still so much time to add and between now and August. Yeah, so it's it's a there's an entire summer between yeah. now and when decisions have to be made. And if there's like needs, the needs can still be addressed. However crazy it is, that that portal is massive, and uh, it's, it's it's there. It, it will always be there. So, all right. Is having a compliance-oriented athletic director like John Cunningham a net good? Waivers, confidence, our NIL activities are kosher or bad? Cautious, slow approach, easier to get sideways with, stickler for rules, etc. It feels like something John Cunningham took a lot of heat for during the Brandon situation in early NIL days could end up being a strength now. I wonder if this is a shot at a former athletic director. Weird. I would prefer somewhere in the middle. Like I, I think at times from my perspective, like from, from what we do, I think John can be a little overly cautious uh, as somebody that runs a business that covers the, the athletic department. But from the standpoint of what's best for the university, I think the results have kind of spoken for themselves so far. Um, he got out of the Brandon deal with minimal damage. Uh, he is going to have a good understanding of what's happening in compliance uh, at all times. Um, I, it, I, the problem is that we're in a microwave society where everybody wants things to happen very fast. And that's really not the way John Cunningham operates. So I can see why fans at times get a little uh, on edge with it. But I think from a management standpoint, it's probably – a lot better than most situations. Other situations. Yeah, I won't name any, but yeah, I, I, I think the dog's getting into something. Well, I, I will add that even when you look right across the river, about an hour and a half south, and some of the shit that Louisville has gone through in the last several years um, prior to. Um, their current regimes, I suppose, uh, or, or even before Satterfield, um, Louisville went through a mess. 
Um, and I, I would want no part of some of the mess that Louisville's gone through. But I mean, Ryan, you were you were a player. You know, you've worked with the athletic directors, or, or at least John, um, pretty personally. I, w- I would think. What's, what's your take on this? I think John does it uh, by the book as he should. And I think he gets things done when he needs to. And that's kind of like the long game. Um, sometimes when you rush things, you try to bend a couple rules, you end up blowing shit up. And you, like your kind of guys have been alluding to with all these <coughs> other um, athletic departments. Uh, I respect John. John respects his athletes, he puts his athletes first. And, you know, sometimes as a fan that can kind of burst your patience uh, bubble, but I think everything he's done, uh, I think he's delivered on. It may not be immediate, um, but he delivers and he does it how you should. He does it the right way. And that's someone I want to, I was proud to be under him and have him run the athletic department I was a part of. And I'm proud as an alum that he's still, taking us in the right direction. Everything's trending up. I mean, just look at all the things he's done, all the things he's weathered, the future things he's doing, going to do. Um, I, I, I got nothing to complain about. I, th- I think Chad hit on the head with microwave society. Sometimes the, the long game, it doesn't give you what you want right away, but I think in the end, everyone's going to be happy with it. So I got nothing to complain about. What's you saying, Brett? Well, I mean, it's a, it's not much more I can add than what these uh, <laughs> these two highly esteemed men of the known have already touched on. So, I mean, I think it's good having having that sort of a background because right now it's it's a lot more of those type of uh, situations that you really need to be able to pin down and, and figure out. Because right now, people are people who are ahead, everyone else is catching up, and uh, people who are behind, they'll probably always be behind, but. Seems like the team that I mean, the athletic department's completely caught up for now. I agree. I'm also very curious to see what happens out of South Carolina or Southern California. Just saying, it ain't gonna get pretty. I think it's pretty, pretty open and closed there. <laughs> no, it's no, there's a lot more coming. What's going on? <laughs> you didn't see Off bone zone. <laughs> what he happened? Got, he uh, he resigned. When last Friday, three days ago, Friday three, days ago. three days ago, yeah, something happened. Uh, inappropriate conduct, time will tell. We'll, we'll, All right, we'll discuss. Yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss that. There are multiple reports of inappropriate conduct in the workplace. Let's just we'll we'll, we'll let it rest at that. Moving on, assuming for now that Aziz and Reynolds get waivers and health isn't an issue. How do you see each of Aziz, Vic, and Reynolds fitting and where their minutes will be seen, i.e. four versus five spots together versus separate? Very unique to go from so thin up front to so stacked year to year. Um, I think we need to see what they look like playing together and playing off of each other before we really um, have a feeling for what works best. Like if, if you try – something and, and like i said like if, if i think you'd love to maybe try to play reynolds and aziz together but if one of them can't provide spacing then everything just gets clogged and the things that they do well become things that 
are easy to guard or easy to defend. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to need to get a little bit of an idea this summer about how their skill sets complement each other. Because remember, a lot of times guys don't, especially big men, they're asked to do such specific things that maybe they're not really given the opportunity to showcase what their skill set fully is. Um, and then as they grow and develop and, and mature their games, coaches trust them a little more, give them a little bit more uh, leeway, and it can it can unlock different portions of – I look no farther than, again, we talked about a little bit down the road. Like, there's been four or five big men that played for, for Kentucky that when they got to the NBA, it was like, oh, shit, like he didn't show any of that in college because – that's not what he was asked to do. He was asked to do different things. And now that they're in a different system and they're allowed to showcase what they can do a little bit more, then you'll see different parts of their game that you didn't see in their previous stop. So I think it's important before we kind of pigeonhole these guys into this is what they've been, so this is what they're going to be. Let's kind of get through the summer and see how this coaching staff navigates, uh, you know, what, what's what's coming. And I think it's pretty pretty helpful that this past season they had a lot of time with working with Odie and Vic on the floor together. Yeah. And now you've got a a guy who, I mean, for for the most part, Jamil and and Vic kind of have similar games. Um, I think. Yeah. You know, Vic obviously has has some other more athletic Jamil's things. A little bit more back to the basket, right? Like, than Vic is, but big, but yeah, I agree man, they both but, yeah. do some things similar. Yeah. Right, and then. Aziz is like Odie times, you know, a lot. So um, they've got experience w- with both of them on the floor together. So I think, uh, like you said as, as well, I mean, you're seeing in the combine, like Trace Jackson Davis is hitting threes and IU never told Trace Jackson Davis to shoot threes. So you know, it's kind of a different situation where, yeah, you, you bring them in, you see what they can do and you go from there. So I, I think it'll work out. I think they'll be able to, to, to get the minutes together and, and work well together. I'm curious to see how it all pans out myself. So, uh, who wins this summer open gym matchup? Team A, Day Day, CJ Frederick, Rayvon Griffith, Vic, and Jamil Reynolds with the bench of John Newman and Sage, or Team B, Jizzle James, Dan Skillings, Simus, Lacocious. Is it Simus or Seamus? I can't ever remember. Seamus, I believe. Seamus. Uh, Odio Guama and Aziz Bandiago with a bench of Josh Reed and CJ Anthony. I'll even do you, I'll, I'll do you solid here. I'll, I'll share the screen so you can see the teams. Yeah, I tell you what, I paid money to watch it. <laughs> How much? <laughs> I mean, I know I can go with you anytime, but if, if, if how they much, how much you want to pay, if if they open it to two. the public, you or know, team B I think would be awesome. Um, I think I'd go. I team think Skillings would play. I think Skillings would play a little chip on his shoulder. Got something to prove. You got Aziz on that team, and you got um, Seamus. Whatever yeah. you said. I think name. that might be a better team long run, Ryan. But I think uh-huh. Team A might be better, like, day one, if we're talking about yeah. summer open gym. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I got you. I'm actually I'm going to go with Ryan actually, and I I like the way that Team B is set up. I think that you have a distributor clear cut, you have a rebounder clear cut, you have the most athletic person on the team times two on that team, and I, I like everything that Team B offers. Yeah, I mean that that. I just look at that and I can't. I, I'm about to cry. Um, we've got a lot of good players. Oh, <laughs> it's time to get back to March. Got a you're lot of good so players. Weird. God, you're got so a lot weird. of good, a lot of good players on the team, man. So Brent just loves everybody and has no fight in the game. He can't pick a team. I'm gonna pick the Bearcats. I'm gonna pick the Bearcats. There you go. All right. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. All right. Uh, with the addition of Aziz and Reynolds, do you think playing two true bigs at four and five is West's ideal scheme like North Carolina, or is this a case of grab the best players available? I think a combination of both. I think he probably is the most comfortable uh, with a two big system just because that's you know, that's kind of what he was uh, raised in. That's what, what he has spent a lot of time around. Um, but it was also the case of, look, Aziz became available and you had a chance to get him. You go get him. I don't think they were like, we are going to add another five to this roster come hell or high water. It just so happened that they were able to get a top 20 transfer in this cycle and they went out and got him. So now, you know, it's the, the staff's job to figure out what do we do with this? How to make it work. I mean, I think I think it'd be a better problem to have this many great bigs at the exposal than at, at your exposure than having disposal. Disposal, yeah. Than having a, a bunch of guards and you're like, okay, we gotta play small ball the whole entire time. So I think it's good. Josh Reed or Ravon, who gets more minutes? Um, I think it's uh, too early to tell. Um, initially, I would say Ravon. I, I just don't think Reed showed too much on the court last year, but looks like he's putting in the work this offseason. There's a good video out there of him, you know, making moves, but. I mean, if Rayvon comes in, he's, I mean, he's what, the seventh best recruit in program history. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone who obviously can match the athleticism needed in the Big 12. Uh, but, you know, if, he, if he's ready, we'll see. But, I mean, I don't know. It, that's a toughie. I think it's going to be easier to crack minutes at the two spot than it is going to be for Josh cracking minutes at the three or the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they can. Yeah, Rayvon would probably get get the nod there. Move over between between two and three, or, or... I mean, for both of them, it's going to depend how well do they defend and rebound. If right. you defend and rebound, you're going to be able to find yourself minutes, especially if the guys in front of you are CJ and Seamus, who are not known as higher end defensive guys. 
So when you get into those situations where it's like, all right, maybe maybe we need to buy a couple minutes of getting some stops here. Mm-hmm. Somebody got hot. Somebody's, you know, you're trying to break a rhythm on somebody. If one or one or both of those guys can kind of prove to be a, a guy that can eat for five minutes and, and provide you defense and rebounding on the wing, um, then, you know, that'll that'll probably be the one that gets more. And, and the problem is right now, in reality, they're probably both back half of the rotation guys. So they're going to have to battle for minutes either way. Like right. it's just putting it, the reality. Just putting, it, just putting it gently. I mean, they're probably lower lower third, if we're being honest, but it'll be tough. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And the last question in the basketball portion of the mailbag, under what circumstances can Reynolds play the four and guard the four, assume his weight is 260, then assume 270, then assume 280? Gradually gets worse as the weight goes up. (laughs) Good call, Brent. I mean, Uh the Reds. Reds win. The Reds. Hooray! The Reds the Red. were under attack. By no, they were, they were they were in extra innings. So, oh, who got the walk off? Uh, see, it looks to be Nick Senzel. Breaking news: Nick Senzel. I was I was watching on the GameCast on my phone. So there you go. Um, moving on to the last portion of the mailbag. The Banks portion, rapid fire. What do you miss more, Ponderosa or Fuddruckers? I know there are a few Fuddruckers left. Okay. I'm going to go with Ponderosa. Fuddruckers. Never been to Ponderosa, so I'm going Fuddruckers. Ponderosa was like a it was Golden Corral before there was a Golden Corral. Wow. All I know about Fuddruckers, you got that endless nacho cheese. Man, you could slab that on my burger. You could put it on my fries and just let it. Anything. <laughs> let it roll, baby. Love that nacho cheese. Pondegrosa had some excellent wings, and you could always cap it off with the unlimited ice cream at the end. Oh. I mean, it, it was a buffet. I mean, just saying, the, the wings were fantastic, and that's what I remember as a kid. Loading Holler, wings, yeah. mashed potatoes, and ice cream. Well, there you go. I mean, um, like you're on little, the Ponderosa. Little Little Caesars or CCs? I'm gonna go with Little Caesars because we still have them uh, out here in Athens. But Fud Fudruckers, by the way. All right, I'll go Little Caesars. CCs is just dangerous. Out of Little Caesars. I, I, well, you know what? I've got some great pastimes at CCs. CCC you know, later. When I was uh, first introduced to something, we had the CCs and. Uh, have ourselves some tasty, tasty food. Good pizza. Excellent hangover food. I'll, I'll say that much. <clears throat> drunk food, like while you're drunk. At the I end was of the definitely, night. I was still drunk the next day. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's more, eighties, a waterbed or wood paneling on the wall in the living room? A waterbed. I used to have a waterbed. Yeah. Not surprising. I think wood wood paneling's more seventies, I think, than yeah, I think 80s. that's right. Yeah. 
So I'll go, I'll go waterbed as well with everybody else. Um, sure. Follow up. Follow-up question, Chad, who is the craziest athlete you've had to cover? Oh, I had man. a guess on this one. I had a guess on this one. I'll, I'll see if I'm right. Craziest athlete I've had to cover. Athlete is in athleticism. I'm, I'm even going to – I know. That's what I'm, like, I'm cycling a, through. I'm going to raise you this. If you, if you have one of, of – I think he's on talking, like, like on crazy. Like, oh, my God, that guy's crazy. I basketball think it's football. James Wiggins. No, I don't think he's talking like craziest athlete. I think he's just talking like the crazy, oh, like crazy. Like, like who's a crazy person? Like I, a, I, that's how I read it. I can't tell those stories. <laughs> no, but you can just say who th- was the craziest. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I assumed it was a running back, and I assumed it was a uh, JUCO power forward. <laughs> Those two would be high up the list, yeah. Those two would, yeah. Tavion and and oh, Titus. I wasn't going. I wasn't going Tavion. I'll, 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 yeah. Oh, you weren't going Tavion. No, I wasn't going Tavion. Oh, Mike. Yeah, Mike. But Mike, Mike wasn't crazy as much as he was calculated. Mike Warren was very calculated in his crazy. Am I wrong, Ryan? Mike never struck me as crazy. You guys might know something I don't. It might I just could... Mike Mike enjoyed the fairer sex a lot. <laughs> well, I know about that. I know about that. <laughs> Ryan's like, who didn't on the team? Like, what are you? Right. Nobody nothing. like Mike. That's, nobody. That's nobody like Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike was just more didn't. vocal. Holden <laughs> didn't. Joel didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, Titus yeah Titus Titus would be up the list. Those were my For two sure. guesses, and I love the guy. I love the guy, but he was and yeah. For Brent, I am planning a destination wedding, and I need to know if I should go to Gary, Indiana, or Athens, Ohio. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, Gary is the, the birthplace of one Michael Jackson in the uh, Jackson Five, but. Uh, not a whole lot going on in O'Gary, Indiana these days. So I think you you hit up Aaron. You you ask him the best place to have a wedding there in Athens, Ohio, and you you head on over there and and bunk at the old Aaron household. How about that? I'd have to ask for suggestions because I'm while familiar with Athens, I don't know that I'm familiar with the wedding spots in Athens. Yeah. Uh, I think go Athens, Ohio. The last question in the mailbag here. Uh, would you rather eat ice cream with ketchup or a banana with ketchup? Hmm. Both sound dreadful. I'm going banana. banana because it's like three bites and you're done, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, ketchup's ketchup's probably good on anything. I'll go banana and I'll try it later on and let you guys know. All right. Uh, would you rather fart every time you laugh or burp whenever you cry? Burp whenever I cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't cry very often, but... What? I've cried a lot lately. Look, I, I cry, don't. I'm. I think I cry more. Less You're than a crier. I, You're I a crier. I, but I think I cry less than I fart. On <laughs> on that funny. night, Chad, Aaron would have been burping up a storm. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's uh 
it is funny. I feel like I feel like every time I laugh really hard, maybe a little toot comes out. But uh, <laughs> I, I fart every time I laugh anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I agree. Burp, burp when I cry. Add add some flair when I'm when I'm really in the dumps. I like it. I see what you did there. <laughs> Chad, uh, ketchup on ice cream or or banana with ketchup? Banana with ketchup. I don't want ketchup on ice cream. <laughs> And uh, would you rather cheat or be caught? In, would you rather cheat and be caught or be cheated on and never be told? Wow, we got we, we got uh, deep. Uh, Pretty sure I've experienced both. So yeah, like they're both. They're, well, if you never if you never get told, I mean, I guess she get cheated on, never get told because you just 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 don't know. Yeah, just it's just all a lie. When, when you when you go through phone records and what have you, you just in the middle of divorce and all of that, just saying things get things get weird. Just because you're never told. Crier. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. The joke was there. I couldn't. It's fine. <laughs> just my life. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Pain. That's the mailman. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! All right. Oh my god. Oh man, That's... let's get out of here before you know, I start <laughs> farting and you start burping, Aaron. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, anything else from you, gentlemen? No, I'm good. Let's go. Was a uh, <laughs> fantastic week of Bearcat sports. Get I'll tell you me what, Aziz Bandaga, man, what a what a haul, what a haul. We'll be talking about that one for quite a while. But a big thanks, as always, to uh, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. A big thank you as well to uh, Quick Paper Supply. And uh, as well as a special thank you to one Adrian L. Henson of Low Miller Real Estate. Thank you for joining Yo, us. Yeah, sister on the Yo, Adrian, this week. Uh, but, guys, you know what? Plenty more is going to happen, and BCJ will have it all for you. But for my guys, my pals, my uh, – the crew, if you will. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. And again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!